Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life, and of course, growth. And I'm your host, Ifeanyiwa Monique. So happy to have you guys listening today. This podcast is basically giving you guys the tools, the tips, the things you need to maneuver life as a young person in Christ. So we basically talk about everything from faith, family, relationships, school, because I know most of us are students, just general wellness and being the best you God has called you to be. I do hope that today's episode is a blessing. Of course, I'm going to remind you guys, maybe you should pause today's episode and, you know, go and leave a review, leave a rating. I would love if you were to leave a review. Be genuine, like literally just say whatever this podcast has been to you. Write it and, you know, hopefully positive, of course. (laughs) Write it and leave a rating, hopefully a five-star rating. But, you know, no pressure, no pressure. But yeah, leave a review, leave a rating and um, that would be awesome. God bless you. So let's get into this episode, shall we? And we're going to talk about friendships. So we're going to talk about healthy friendships, toxic friendships making new friends, choosing friends wisely, la di da di da I mentioned something like this in like a few episodes ago. Was it like last year? Yeah, when I spoke about like the fact that sometimes friendships are seasonal and that's okay. So we're going to get into that as well, seasonal friendships. When there's a time and a place for certain people in your life. I actually want to start today's episode off with kind of my personal journey of friendships because most people that know me know that I may not be the most social person so I'm not the person that is like oh I've got 50 friends now the thing is I actually realized in myself let me just say secondary school because even primary school for me to say oh these are my solid friends I didn't always feel like they were my solid solid friends so let me move on to secondary school secondary school I moved my friendship groups a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I think it's because I was still trying to figure out what I liked, my likes and my dislikes, who I was as a person. Because my friendship groups in year seven, year seven is the first year of secondary school in the UK. So my friendship groups in year seven really changed up till when I got to year nine and I left the UK in year nine. It changed quite a bit. The people I were friends with year seven were people I wanted to be friends with because of the way they were. It wasn't like it naturally happened. Like I wanted to be friends with these group of girls because I liked the fact that, you know, these were the, they were kind of loud in class. They attracted attention. And I was like, it would be cool to be part of that. And I'm not really a public, public person. I'm not really someone that talks a lot, but I found myself in that group because I just want to be part of it. So I wasn't choosing friends based on what I liked or who I was or my likes and dislikes. I was just choosing it based on what I thought was best. So by the time I got to year nine, I started to realize that my friendship group had shifted because I was starting to understand who I was as a person. I realized I don't like the things these girls do necessarily. I don't listen to the music they listen to. I don't do the things they do. Not necessarily that they're bad things, but I'm just not as like them as I thought I was. And so my friendship group really changed when I got to year nine, as I understood myself. And what this is teaching me now is that it's very hard for you to have a defined set of friends when you yourself don't know what you like, who you are. Like, I expect that we choose our friends based on our moral standards, our viewpoints in life, what we believe, the things that we value. I believe that's how we choose our friends. But if you don't know those things, how are you going to choose a good set of friends that align with your beliefs, that align with your values? So that was my problem at the time. And even till now, some of those friends I made when I was like, that I got closer to maybe in year nine. Till now, like I'm in Nigeria, I've been here for a few years now, quite a few years. And I still speak to some of them once in a while. But I can say that I really formed my serious friendship group when I started to know God. Now, I know you're like, okay, no offense if anyone, what does God have to do with making friends? Like, I know your Christian podcast a bit chill. Like, God has nothing to do with this. No, it actually does. Because 
when my identity in Christ became deeply rooted, that's when I started finding friends who I could do life with. Guys, friends are not just just partners. These are people that you can do life with. I heard this question somewhere where this guy was asking, why are you actually friends with your friends? And then people were saying stuff like, oh, they just have an amazing vibe. Like, uh, no offense, a good vibe should not be enough to sustain a relationship. A good vibe should not be enough to sustain a friendship. Now, what should is how are you guys adding to each other? How are you impacting each other? Ask yourself, why am I friends with this person? How are they sewing into my life and how am I sewing into their life? Are we sharpening each other? Like, I feel like these are deeper questions than why are you friends with them? Ah, the vibe is good. Seriously, a vibe, a good vibe. That's, I don't think that's enough. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens his friend. I feel like this is, this is the verse that even if you're not a Christian, I'm pretty sure you know this verse. You know it as a saying, iron sharpens iron. Are you guys sharpening each other? Because in friendship, it's supposed to be a two-way street. Both of you guys should be positively impacting each other. Both of you guys should be sewing, or even if it's a group of friends, everyone in the group should be sewing into each other. It shouldn't be one-sided, where someone is sacrificing their time, always giving advice, always encouraging someone, it's always the shoulder to lean on, but the other person's not there when they need the shoulder to lean on. The other person isn't there to give them advice, or to encourage them, or to support them. That's not a friendship. That's not a mutualistic relationship. That's actually pretty parasitic. And I know that sounds harsh, like, ah, a whole human being, you reduce them to a parasite. But in a parasitic relationship, that's what happens. One party sucks things from the other party, whilst the other party is getting drained. So you're using this person when you need help and when you need things from them and they're not getting anything from you. If that's a friendship that you're in, I need you to reflect on that. Are we sharpening each other? Now, I know we live in an environment, we live in a community of different people, different religions, which is fine. But if this person that you call your close friend is a non-Christian and they're discouraging you in your life of Christ, then you should probably separate yourself from them. Now, if they're non-Christian and, you know, there's no issue, maybe you guys are helping each other in different fields, maybe academically or that's cool. But once people in your life are discouraging the fundamental reason for your living, which is Christ, then I think it's time to separate yourself from those kind of people. It's time to separate yourself from people who are sucking your spiritual life dry. When you're looking at people to befriend, some things you need to take into consideration, their lifestyle, their attitude, their behavior. Is there anything in their life that you want to emulate? Or is their lifestyle kind of like, I should stay back from this because this is nothing I want. If you're trying to live a certain way and your close group of friends are living another way and they're discouraging your way of living, your Christ-centered way of living, then maybe you should separate yourself from people because they're not helping your journey. You're going left, but you are befriending people that are going right and you expect to still try and go left. They will drag you to the right by force by force yes you think you're a strong christian if five people are pulling you you will be dragged all right (laughs) you need that strong set of people who you can do life with with similar mindsets with similar goals even if it's not the exact same goals and i know some people can struggle with this because i know for quite a few people that i knew like from back in school that went to like canada america the uk etc 
in Nigeria, it's probably a bit easier to find Christians because you do you rarely find atheists. Like it's either you're either Christian, Muslim, traditional worshiper, but I don't know any traditional worshiper personally anyway. And then it's atheists, but that's not as common. So it's pretty easy to find a good, strong Christian community here. But I know some people who have actually spoken to me the fact that they struggle to find Christian friends where they are. Or even if you're in Nigeria, but you're struggling to find Christian friends wherever you are. And then I remember when I was listening to a podcast and I'm like, oh, you know, go to coffee shops. Um, this is Nigeria. We don't have coffee shops. <laughs> there are coffee shops actually, but they're not common. So like, what do you do? You don't have, you don't have the opportunity to meet those kind of people, to meet people who will sharpen you. But you need to put yourself out there. You need to do, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Get out of your comfort zone, reach out to people. If you have like a fellowship in your school, join the fellowship. Say hi to someone. It may be weird, but so what? Say hi to someone. Compliment them. I really like your top. Oh my gosh, I love your outfit. I really love what you said in fellowship today. I really resonated with it. Find a talking point and move with it. Run with it. And you may find someone that you can build a really lasting, great friendship with. A God-centered friendship with. A Christ-centered friendship with. But you need to go out of your comfort zone. You need to go out of your comfort zone and meet new people. Speak to new people. Now, I'm not saying that you should start being weird and, you know, randomly going up to people and, you know, be natural with it, all right? <laughs> be natural with it. And it may be hard at first, especially if you're not used to it, but be natural with it. People that you feel like, this person is a great person. I would love to get to know this person more. Really pray about friendships. This is kind of a testimony. I prayed about Christian friends at some point in my life and it happened. And I told the girl, actually, it wasn't long after that she came to the school. I prayed about like just having someone that I could talk to about God and just, and it happened. And I told my sister to do the same thing because she was struggling in school to find people like herself. And I told her, have you prayed about it? I don't think it was up to two weeks later before she met one of her really good friends right now. Probably her closest friend she has right now. And they both love God. And they both have the same mindset, the same drive. You know, when I talk about mindset, I'm not just talking about spirituality. I cannot be friends with people who don't want to think big. I can't be friends with people who will try and bring down my dream. I can't have a friend that I'm talking about big things and they're like, don't you think that's a bit big? Don't you think you should calm down a bit? Don't you think you should, you know, think a bit smaller? I can't have friends like that. So even beyond religion, think deeper. What is their mindset? Where do they want to go in life? Is that something that I want to be part of? Or is that something I don't want to be part of? If it's something you don't want to be part of, remove yourself now. And so even when you're looking for new friends, don't just look for people you're similar with. Look for people who can push you to be better. Who you guys can be support systems, encourage each other to do better. Encourage each other in Christ, in life, in your business, in your education, in your health, in your fitness, in whatever you're doing. Because you need those people. I cannot surround myself with people who will be discouraging my dreams or people who will be discouraging my lifestyle that I want to live for God. Because 1 Corinthians 15.33, another verse I'm pretty sure most of you guys know, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You may love God and you want to live for God, but if you're surrounded by people who do not love God, who do not want you to live for God, who are discouraging you, who don't know how to support you, who don't show any love towards you or any care towards you, it will start to affect you. And if they carry a negative character, be sure 
that it will eventually influence you. Be sure that their company will corrupt your character, for sure. As you are growing and you are maturing in Christ, you're going to stand out more. As your light for Christ continues to grow, you are going to stand out more. So don't expect to fit in more, expect to stand out more. And as you are growing, as you are transforming, in that process of growth and transformation and living your life for God, some people may be dropped along the way. If people are not willing or ready to change with you or to mature with you or grow with you, they will be dropped along the way and that is okay. I said this before, some friendships are seasonal. That is okay. They were great for a season in your life. You have moved on, you have matured, you are doing something different now. That friendship is run its course. It's allowed to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to have a huge argument before a friendship ends. It can just fizzle out. Especially if you're praying to God, God, give me godly friends. God, make sure that I have the right people around me. Then God can separate you from people naturally anyway. God can be the one to separate you from people. Without it being like a huge argument. You just, you know, you don't, both of you guys just stop talking to each other. And that's fine. That is okay. Your friendship has run its course. That's fine. And there's some friendships where it's like, you know too much. This friendship, I refuse to allow this friendship to end. Especially when you see Christ in your friendship. Like, I love the fact that me and my friends were different places of the world, but we're still able to have Bible studies together. Even if we don't come all the time to, like, gist and stuff, we're able to read the words of God together. I feel like that's a beautiful thing for us to be able to come together on. But for the friends who, after time, maybe time has caused you to you guys to fill it out, or maybe you guys are just not putting enough effort. Because friendship, any relationship takes effort, honestly. Communication um checking up on them it takes effort so if you're not bothered anymore to put effort into a friendship maybe that friendship is not that valuable to you anymore it has run its course but don't allow loneliness to make you force a friendship or continue a friendship that god is trying to separate you from god is saying auntie uncle this friendship is over forget it it is you is run its course leave this person move on to different things in your life but you're like no you know i have no friends i need to stay and you're this person may actually be harming your destiny I think I, just, I spoke about this before as well. Destiny helpers. I don't know if you guys know this. But your friends are not just, I said, just partners. These guys can be destiny helpers. These guys can sow seeds into your life that could really transform you. And really push you into the purpose God has for you. God can use your friends to push you into your destiny. And to bring the best out of you. Your friends can bring the best out of you. They can also bring the worst out of you. It's your choice. It is your choice. I mean, if you're holding on to friends who are toxic to your spiritual life, your mental life, your physical life, your development, then of course they're going to bring the worst out of you. So you need to learn how to identify toxic friends. I feel like the main things, toxic friends, they struggle to support you. You're telling your friends something great and they're struggling to support you. That's not a great trait for a friend. Jealousy. Selfishness. If they're anything about me, 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 you come to them, their problems, they don't want to help you. They're like, sorry, like I'm dealing with my stuff now. Oh, but when you're dealing with your stuff, I can drop what I'm doing. And then there are some things that people do that may be toxic. Like I want you guys to know this as well. Some people may have toxic traits that they don't even know they have. So don't be too quick to cut people off. And for some reason, like lately, this early year, I've been hearing a lot of, to see I'm cutting off people I'm cutting this friend off what do you mean cut 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 have you spoken to this person they, this person has offended you 
Have you spoken to them? Have you prayed about them? Have you spoken to them? Like, I don't like what's been going on. This happened to me, actually. A really valuable friend. And I spoke to them and we hashed it out. And it was fine. Like, I didn't like something that they did. And we spoke about it. And it was cool. Like, we're really cool now. But if I was like, oh, I'm going to cut people off. This year, I'm cutting this, I'm cutting this, I'm cutting this. Then I would have really missed out on a great friendship. Because of what? Like, have you prayed for your friend? They may be doing something you don't like. Have you spoken to them? Have you prayed about it? Don't be quick to cut people off. There are some people, as I said, friendships have timelines. There are some people God has not ordained for them to leave your life yet. But because of your stubbornness or pride, you don't want to bring anything up or you think you're right, you're cutting it off. What if you guys had a disagreement? And actually, it's a misunderstanding. But because you refuse to humble yourself and discuss it, and maybe God is like, no, this person still has a lot that I want you to do for them or I want them to do for you. Don't just cut them out of your life yet. Or at all, maybe. We need to learn how to forgive. You guys have to remember, the same way God gives us grace and we want him to forgive us, we need to forgive our fellow people. We need to forgive our friends. Especially if they're a long-time friend. If someone has been your friend for a while and something just comes up, maybe they do something that really offends you, and you value that friendship, don't just cut it off like that. Talk to them about it. Pray about it. And if they've asked for forgiveness, forgive. Colossians 3.13 Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other if one has cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. The same way God forgives us, we should forgive others. People that have offended us, our friends. Forgive. People make mistakes, we're humans. I make mistakes in my friendship sometimes. Sometimes I don't call as much as I should. That doesn't mean our friends just like, you know what, I'm cutting her off. Have grace for people. If you really value your friendship, you really love these people, you call your friends, have grace for them. Because as you get older, I've heard this thing, as you get older, it's actually harder to find friends. Because you know when you're younger, when you're younger, it's actually easy to find friends. Just like, hi. And then you just start talking. That's literally it. You just randomly start talking. But when you're older, you 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 have a bit of pride. You don't just go up to people. You want people to come up to you. You know all that silly stuff. Hold on to those good set of friends you have now. Hold on to those people that you value now. And as life happens, as you guys get older, as you start having more responsibilities, as, you know, some people get married, some people have kids, and, you know, things happen. People, like, now, me and my friends are in different countries. As these things happen, you need to learn how to maintain your friendship. If it's something you really value, you need to learn how to maintain it. You need to learn how to be that good friend. I think that one of the best ways to be a good friend is actually through the Bible, the word of God. I know you'd be like, ah, what does this have to do with the Bible? No, guys, look at Jonathan and David. I feel like their friendship was beautiful. Jonathan and David, if you guys read 1 Samuel like 18, in fact, 1 Samuel 18 one specifically, where it said Jonathan loved David as himself. Like he had a deep love for David. And even when David was Saul, which is Jonathan's father, was Saul's biggest enemy. Jonathan still wanted to protect David. Jonathan was still on David's side. Even though he wanted to take his father's space on the throne, Jonathan was still for David. The word of God is the best place to find how to be an amazing friend. Which is wise. It's awesome when you have friendships with other Christ-centered related people. And even like with Jonathan and David, 
something you can learn is like they came from different backgrounds. I mean, David was a shepherd. Jonathan is the son of a king. He's a prince. But that didn't, that didn't affect their friendship. Because they looked past superficial. You need to look past superficial stuff. As I said before, when I chose my friends before, I was looking at the group that I wanted to join that will, you know, get me out there. And, you know, I'll be loudmouth. I'll be, you know, one of them girls. At that time of my life, I didn't really know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. I didn't really have strong morals or strong values. I was just, you know, living my life, basically. And that's why I had so much confusion with my friend groups. But now, I know what I want in friends. Anytime I go into a new space, a new opportunity to make friends, I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for lights. I am looking for lights. That's what you should be looking for. If you're looking for your friends, look at people who you see light in them. In some way, there is something in this person I want to learn from. Oh, I love the way this person studies. I love their diligence. I want to get close to this person. I love the way this person loves God. I want to get close to this person. I love the way this person carries themselves. I want to get close to this person. I love how respectful, how confident this person is. I want to get close to this person. And sometimes it may not be so obvious. Sometimes you get into friendships through coincidence, but you still find reasons to be friends with people. They may not have a huge amount of things you want to emulate. But when you're around them, you feel like peace. You feel God's presence. There is something in them that is attracting. That's why we need discernment. The spirit will lead you to the right people if you allow the spirit to lead you. Now, if you want to be stubborn and you want to base your friendship on superficial things, go ahead. But once you've asked God to lead you, he will lead you. Submit to his leading. He will guide your friendships. Pray. Guys, prayer works. I'm a testimony of that. My sister's a testimony of that. Prayer, like praying for friends, works. So try it. And I really pray that I covered everything because it seemed like quite a few stuff. We spoke about toxic friends, healthy friends, maintaining friendships, um, what to look for in friendships, why to become friends with someone, learning friendships from the Bible, David and Jonathan. They recovered most of it. I really do pray that I did. You know, I hate this thing when I'm done with a, an episode. I'm like, shoot, I should have spoken about this. And it's like, oh, it's too late now. So I really hope I cover, covered everything concerning friendships and just the people that you do life with. Like your, your, I don't want to say life partners. That seems a bit deep. But like literally the people you do life with. Yeah, I really hope I covered everything on that. And this, this episode is a blessing to you guys. And um, yeah, I really do pray that this episode was a blessing to you guys. And you can take this on board. And yes, God bless you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. I see you guys next week. God bless you. Bye.